everybody, and welcome to Geek Freak Special Game of Thrones Review. I am Frank, and I'm with Susan. Hey, guys. And Jonathan. What's up, y'all? All right, uh, this is our second to last episode, our penultimate, and um, emotional one in oh, a lot of ways. That is insane. So, probably the top three episodes to me of the entire series. And a lot of people would disagree with you. But a lot of people think this is the worst thing a lot that, of people suck. that Game of Thrones has ever done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's one thing I think we should do. I think we're going to go through kind of quickly the mm-hmm. story, oh, yeah. and then we'll sit there and discuss our reaction and try to justify it. I've always been an optimist. I try to, I try to always be an optimist, yeah. and especially when it comes to content that I know a lot of people worked hard on. Mm-hmm. And so, did end of season one ruin that for you though? This whole optimist thing. Well, that's well, yeah, no. I, I, but I'm saying like the effort into what they put in the show because yeah. a lot of people have said like. Nobody cares about the story. Like, yeah. there, there are people are saying that the writers just don't care anymore and they just gave oh, up. No, that's like, what? oh man, no, not these guys all. worked. This is a decade of their life into the show. They're not just going to throw it all away. They tried their hardest. Yeah, I like how you explained it last week too. How we can have a million theories and we can write with many, many hours of investment. We yeah. can all work together and write a beautiful ending. But in the end, there's only going to be one, and it will be what it will be. We can't just. Yeah. Hope and pray that it's going to work out just during you know this path or that path or whatever which way. It's going to have a one cohesive story. And from the very beginning, they warned us. This is not going to be yeah. what you expect. Mm-hmm. It will not make you happy. Yeah. They told us that a hundred times and it's like... They they should have had the yeah. um, series of unfortunate events intro that explains oh, this man. is a sad story. <laughs> I love that show. Don't get me started. Every time somebody brings it up, I always just like, I love that show so much. I like the yeah. evolving intro that explains this is a terrible story. Don't yeah. watch anymore. But. I would love to sit down. If anybody ever wants to guest spot on this podcast, you, me, sit down and we'll analyze the entire series in one go. I really want to go over that last episode. Everybody hates the last episode. I think it um, might be one of the best well-done episodes of the whole show. We binged that series, too, so oh, yeah. we'll have to get in on that. A lot um, of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of emotions. I know. Back to Game of Thrones. Sorry, you okay. got me off on a tangent there. Okay, so we're going to get into this episode. I know everybody's heated about this episode, so mm-hmm. we're going to start off. Um, again, it's going to be all out of order, and we're going to try to go kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. But we start off at Dragonstone. Uh, Danny's back there. This is post Regal and Masande. They both died. And um, she's upset. She's withdrawn. She stopped eating. She's kind of like cooped up. You guys yeah. notice how messy her hair is? Yeah, yeah and she's her mourning. bags underneath her eyes. She yeah. just looks like she's out of it almost. The hair thing's a funny little kind of Easter egg because Masande was in charge of her grooming. Oh, so I did not she know. was the one who used to do all the, ba- the braiding. Cool. The and- fancy regal looking uh, hairstyles. Yeah. Which later on she got it back, so it's kind of like, okay, it makes sense that she would just have somebody else do it. But it was kind of a nice little, like, touch that, like, Masande's not taking care of me right now. Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of a cool little little thing there. They even wrote down, hair is a mess. <laughs> um, then John arrives, and we see that, like, Varys greets him right away. Mm-hmm. And John is blinded with his, his like, loyalty to Danny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he knows he probably shouldn't be, but he still is. Yeah. It's that Ned Stark in him. Mm-hmm. Ned Stark was loyal to Stannis. Yeah, your word, is, your word is your law. word. It's unfortunate that you said those words, but you know what? It's your bond and you have to stand by it. If not, yeah. nothing else matters. Same thing with Rob. Rob went to that wedding, yeah. knowing it was word is word. And we've seen it fail the Starks time and time again. Yeah. And we see it starting to fail John. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that Stark half of him. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know. But Varys approaches him and on the beach, and Varys is working hard on the alternate plan of, hey, let's put John on the throne. He's the one to go with. Yeah. And he brings up a line that was also mentioned in the, the little prelude to this episode that it said multiple times in the books and shows, when a Targaryen is born, the gods toss a coin, mm-hmm. and one way is a great leader, and the other way is a mad king. Mm-hmm. You know, So this whole time, we always assumed 
it was great, great leader yeah. for for Daenerys, mm-hmm. and we're starting to kind of get a feeling like maybe not, you know. Yeah, definitely not. I like mm-hmm. how I like how they included that little that uh, they didn't even show anything, but it was just the audio, the voice, yeah, the vo- yeah, yeah. Uh, during the intro because I was like, oh man, I I was hoping kind of that we would see that, but yeah. I like how pro- uh, beforehand they had painted a beautiful picture too, Varys and um, Davos and Tyrion talking on the wall, yeah. watching them together, saying. You know, imagine what a world would be like if it, if we could have you know John, a, a noble man and a uh, whatever was just queen, you know, side by side ruling together. Yeah. So they tried to get us hopeful. Yeah. They always do. And they 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 hook us with that all the time. One thing that that Barry said, and I don't know why it had never dawned on me this whole time. It maybe mm-hmm. has, but it just hit me hard this time. Mm-hmm. Is when Barry said, "I don't know which way it went with you, but we know what I know that you'd be a great leader." So basically, he's saying that. It just blew my mind because I never thought about how, yeah, that coin was tossed for John as well. Oh, that's so <laughs> it just true. You guys too. That yeah. did. I never oh, considered so that. I'm so happy I could see that look above <laughs> your guys' face. Did is, not think about we that. We did find out he's Targaryen. He's so. always a great leader too. Yeah. It may not be what's best, but he always does like the best leader thing. Now, that the big question is to me <laughs> is... So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, we talked about this before and you made sure not to mention that. Yeah, I, did. I know. Uh, but I wonder if that is the Targaryen in him or is the Targaryen with a Ned Stark influence. I think it's that, kind of the purpose. Yeah. Yeah, he follows his thinking. dad so much. He's a song of ice and fire. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, it's, you know, it's like literally the best born leader you could possibly so make. Yeah, the song isn't the two of them. It's him, two and he one. He is the song oh, of ice and fire. God, such a good story. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in mind, guys. Don't get negative on the show too bad. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah, and John, of course, blind loyalty says, she's my queen. This is tre- this is treason you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we saw this whole time beforehand, we saw um, he was talking, uh, Varys was talking to his little birds. Yeah. He's been writing down notes. Those parchments he's writing on are the ones you tie to crows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To send a letter. So what he's been doing, presumably, is telling the seven kingdoms that Danny's not the rightful king, uh, ruler. Yeah. So now everybody in all the seven kingdoms knows that it's actually supposed to be John. Now, do you think he got many of these letters out, or do you think the one that he burnt in the canister when when uh, Grey Worm walked in was the first one he was writing? Well, I think no, I think that was one of many that had already gone oh, out because he just didn't want evidence that he was treason <clears throat> against her, or yeah. working on treason. Because Tyrion came in to talk to Danny, said somebody betrayed you, and I love how right away she's like, "It was John," and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so cold. And, and and Tyrion's like, "No, it was Varys." Because that means that word's gotten back that everybody's getting these letters. I assume that that's kind of what the idea is. Mm-hmm. And, but then she turned around again. She's like, no, Varys learned from you. You learned from Sansa. Sansa learned from John. John betrayed me. Yeah. And so she's still putting it on John, you yeah. know? God. And uh, he's just, it's so hard because you love these characters. And, yeah. uh, and after these seasons, you're just like, please don't go down this path of Make madness, yeah. you know? And you just see here slipping and. It's tough. I wish we had like five more seasons at least. Oh yeah, elaborate between the characters and the, the all these steps that we're taking. Yeah, because they're developing. I mean, yeah, but they're being forced to develop so fast because we only have. I mean, one more episode after this. They, yeah, they had Which, to kind of rush the. It's story. gonna be two hours, right? A two-hour episode. It's hefty. I don't remember the exact time. Okay. Yeah, I wish it was. Ugh. I wish it was two hours. I wish we had to go to the theaters to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that seems viable. I, yeah. I could do that. Well, yeah. I'll buy a theater. Okay, so, and out of all this, what we're finding out is Varys needs to be executed. Mm-hmm. It's a promise oh, that they made yeah. from the last season is that, you know, I will be honest with you when I think it's time to turn on you. He was last episode. Yeah. And now she's taking up her side. I'm going to burn you. And it was, it has to be like one of the saddest moments for me of a character dying mm-hmm. in this whole show yeah. so far. 
I love the closeness between him and Tyrion and how Tyrion confesses, yeah. yes, it was me. Like, oh, man. Like, I don't think we've ever seen somebody dying who was betrayed, but that, that honesty of, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry to see you go, but I'm the one that had to out you that, you know. Yeah. Outside of Jamie, it was Tyrion's best friend. Yeah. You know, and so they, they thought the same way. They were confidants. And, and though he wasn't loyal to a single leader, he was loyal to the betterment of humanity. He was really loyal to basically us as viewers. Like, if we were realistically in this point of view, we wouldn't be a ruler of some kingdom. Yeah. We would be a reign a of peasant. peasant. Yeah. And... And we and see that was, perspective. His, we see his perspective through Arya later on in the episode. I'm so glad I literally wrote <laughs> yeah. that down. Good job. Okay. Good catch, man. Because I was like, man, when you're watching Arya, you're like feeling it. Yeah. Because I don't think Ugh. she ever really felt it, even when she was blinded and learning from yeah. the from the faceless men. I don't think she ever really knew what it was like to be a peasant living amongst the people that way. That you know, that's one of those book things. In the book, she does because mm-hmm. while she's over there, she, there is a long time where she has to like assassinate this guy who does like insurance plans for boats. Yeah. And so the whole time she's having to like live with this family where she goes out and sells these oysters every day. Yeah. They did, show, Wait, they did show a little bit. Of they that. did. Okay. Yeah. And so that, she lived oysters. amongst the peasants for like months in that yeah. process of assassinating that guy. And so yeah, that's right because that's the one where she's going wrong and killing the guy from King's Landing. So, okay. Varys is executed. Very sad execution. Jakaris, mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, burnt. So good CGI with Drogon over her head. Oh well, yeah, yeah it was good. But they were kind of like, did he like sneak up on her? <laughs> like I didn't see that dragon when they did the wide shot. Yeah. But yeah, it was really good. Where out of the darkness, you see his face and his yeah. gown and how huge he is. Like it really that contrast of her tiny body and just his head. Mm-hmm. I know it's really cool imagery. Anyways, uh, then we find out that Jamie was captured and oh, when he's trying to get into King's Landing because he's he's hooked on Cersei. He's yeah. trying to get in there and back mm-hmm. out. Um, then Tyrion breaks him out. Was that a good call? I mean, it was kind of like, I this is, so. this is the point too, by the way, where Danny made it very clear. Like you betrayed me enough times. Yeah, next time you're executed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he goes mm-hmm. and does this. So I think what, it's worth think? it because he loves his brother and he, I love that they took the time to have that little heart to heart because if he just broke the chains or cut or, or unlocked his locks and then walked away, it would have felt cheap and pointless and like Tyrion just wasted his life. Yeah. But the fact that they took the time for him to say, like, you were the only one. I was the mutant dwarf who my father hated me. My mother died because of me. I was useless to the world. But you were the one person that believed in me and loved me. That was, mm. that meant everything. Like, that made it totally worth it. He was willing to give his life for his brother. He, yeah. yeah. He, in his mind, I think he thinks he's doing that, too. Yeah. I think, I, I do agree with how you're saying that, you know, he wanted to... Um, express his feelings to his brother mm-hmm. but i also feel like there was a part of him that he didn't want to see um you know innocent children die because yeah. he knew um that danny is was go- is going down yeah. that slope so he's just he like you know, turning i mean he made a very big emphasis like emphasis you know please make sure make sure they ring the bell ring yeah. the bell yeah. like that's true you need, times. you need to yeah. make sure they ring the bell yeah. yeah um so cool i love the whole idea like so when the time comes we're all like Waiting for that bell, yeah. like yeah. Was yeah. Bell. show it so clear in the beginning of the it's battle, so uh-huh. many times. Yeah. So there's that, and I think I think he he does understand that. Like it's kind of sad too, because he's like letting his brother go so that he can die with his sister, with, yeah. with the one he loves. So yeah. it's like he knows most likely Jamie's gonna die. Yeah. And but at least it's what the way Jamie wants to go out. Like he's honoring that death. It's it's freaking great. Yeah. But it was it was tough to watch. You know, it's just it's unfortunate either way. He tells Tyrion, you know. When you get to Cersei, you guys could escape through these catacombs. That's how I got out of there. Mm-hmm. And you can go off and live in Essos and just be yeah. a happy little married couple. There'll be a little small boat waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Never would Cersei be on board of that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I could never imagine her trying to be a farmer's wife. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. But yeah. So, Try to make our own kingdom on a farm kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so yeah, that's the that's that's the first time we hear about the bells, and so kind of foreshadowing that that's going to be pretty pretty important to us later on. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the attack of King's Landing, and there's just a series of things I would have done differently on this one, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first off, Iron Fleet gets roasted by Drogon. He just flies in fast yeah. and burns them all up. Why so easy? Yeah, exactly. That was my my whole thing is that it seemed so daunting before. Yeah. And we were kind of hoping to see an iron-plated Drogon. That's what some, I was Yeah. Some measure of defense against this huge weapon they can't seem to overcome. But there was nothing. They yeah. overcame it with no problem. Yeah. She just flew between them. There wasn't even a clipped wing or a almost hit Daenerys or something like that. It was just too easy. Missed. Yeah. Yeah. If there was like if he was taking a couple shots here and there or something like that, just something like it was daring. Yeah, mm-hmm. they made sure to show that he came in fast because they had the extra sound effect of like the like jet was coming in quick. Yeah. and he did fly in low, which kind of meant like helped. Yeah, some, but yeah, there was something else to it. Yeah. An easy an easy thing that I think would have helped us is if they mentioned something like that as a strategy prior. If Tyrion or Davos or somebody said, "Hey, you know what? If you stay low and tight and fast, they'll never be able to hit you." Yeah. Okay. Or fly in from the east; they'll all be facing west. You'll be able to burn them up before they can turn. Braun has fired one of these things, and he has now an invested interest in them winning this fight. By the way, after all this is done, Braun's the most screwed person of all of everybody. <laughs> Nobody's giving him a castle anymore. That's true. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, no. he's, he's sitting out there just like, <laughs> from the hill, watch us like, no, somebody needs to win this war. <laughs> I had deals in both sides. And anyways. Um, now Tyrion's not trusted. That's the guy. Anyway, so, um, yeah. So if Bron, he had fired one of these scorpion bolts. By, we'll call them scorpion. They, I, I call them, but anyways, they're called scorpions in the show. <laughs> he fires one of these scorpion bolts before. Maybe he could have gone to him and said, like, look, they can only turn at a 45-degree angle. Mm-hmm. They can't go all the way down. So if you go below the ships, you're fine. Yeah. Like, that would have made so much more sense. Yeah. Something. Or just armor. You guys got the CGI. Just that throw armor be, on it. You had sense. one guy come out. like, hey, I got an idea. And <laughs> just cut away to him flying in with armor. Something. They just, or show. Yeah. Drogon is able to see one coming at him, so he shoots a fireball to burn the arrow before it hits him or something. You something. Know, just a little something. Yeah. Something a little, but anyways, it was a little bit too easy, but it was still a very cool scene. Mm-hmm. I love to see... I mean, that was the first time... We've seen him cast fireballs before, use his flames. Drogon. Drogon. But he is just destroying these ships yeah. so easy. I mean, it's... And we see later with him uh, burning the castle and stuff that yeah. oh, it's yeah. not even like... Ooh, I'm, I'm I'm casting a flame in your direction. It's explosive fire. That's not just it's an explosion, but melting stone. It's so intense. Yeah. It's really very well done. So I think the reason behind that is the uh, Valerian had like a, which is what Daenerys's people are. They're Valerian. Mm-hmm. That's their race. Um, they have an affinity with their dragons. It's kind of almost like warging, where they actually kind of feel each other a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and like, so I uh, think Avatar. Yeah. Status. So I think he's more tapped into it when he she's angry. Yeah. So I think it's kind of this thing where it's I like he's that. more furious when she's more furious. And, and right a, now she's full fire. And there's a magical element to their fire, right? That's the reason Valerian's yeah, deal yeah, yeah. is the way it is. And, uh. Yeah. So there's that too. Um, I, so I, I think there's just all kinds of things that I wish could have been explained. One thing I had written down, I forgot to mention it, was Tyrion had designed the saddle for Bran. Wouldn't it be cool if he's one instead of the other yeah. the plate armor thing? Yeah. Oh. Give Tyrion a break, first of all. Right. And kind of like, oh yeah, he's already designed one thing. He's, he reads books all the time. Maybe some ego, maybe uh, you know, the Dread had this. Something like it would have been good if a couple seasons ago if he made a saddle for Drogon for Daenerys. Yeah, she doesn't use a saddle. To she have just holds on to the spikes. Yeah. But, that would have been cool. Yeah, so then, so that, that happens. Then they destroy all the scorpions on the wall and it's the same thing where he takes out all the defenses on the walls and yeah. you're like... Okay, why do those exist? Yeah. yeah. Why didn't she do this the day before when or a couple days before when um Mysande was beheaded? 
Yeah. If that was an option before the gold company was ready, go fly, you know, take a nice long loop, half a mile, two miles, whatever around, come in the backside, just kill everybody. Just start, Seriously, start he's literally on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you could have taken care of everything yeah. right there. So is Euron, the leader of the ship that just took out Regal. Yeah. So you I, you know. I think that was a little hole in their story. They but I think maybe Danny just wasn't as fired up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's why they didn't um, yeah. do it. In the, in, like one of the first shots you see of him fighting, he does come up from real low and like coming like kind of mm-hmm. straight up on the wall. That one makes sense. Like mm-hmm. he surprised him, but then later on you just see him like flying around and the bolts. I noticed that the scorpions don't even turn to like shoot at him. Yeah. So it's like, did you guys just abandon the walls? Then what I, happened? And yeah. that would have been the that that would have been totally supported. Maybe they had to edit some of this down too, but that totally would have been supported by like a five second clip. Of like Braun or Tyrion or somebody showing the prince and say, "Hey, these can only turn like you're saying, 45 yeah. degrees or 20 degrees. You know, they have a narrow, narrow limit of what they can do, and they need to be manned by four men at a time. So if you scare them away, they'll be yeah. abandoned." Yeah, and- they didn't really even talk about strategizing. I mean, like even with the, the episode um, Long Night, there multiple scenes of them just strategizing like okay this is what yeah, we're gonna do this yeah. is how we're gonna go but we didn't really see that this time yeah. it was just kind of like winging it <laughs> yeah maybe maybe even like a little bit too or like the guys at the bolts are just like nope and just bounce out yeah because then yeah. it shows that like oh that's why they're yeah, really trying to defend yeah. it, you know because yeah. we're seeing a lot of people just want to get out of there um all right so what do we have next oh and then she destroys the gold company the last bit of just easiness yeah so she destroys the gold company the way she did was kind of cool. We knew that it was going to be big at that gate because they actually built that set. Instead mm-hmm. of using Croatia or whatever it was, yeah. they actually built that set. So when it destroyed from behind to hit the gold company, then she went in and just barbecued them all, which was cool because everybody was waiting there. Now you know why John's army was waiting there. Mm-hmm. They just went to the door to be opened up, you know? Yeah. But the gold company was way cooler army than that. Like, you should have saved them. They're some of the best fighters in all of the world. Yeah, and you they know exactly who their opponent is, which I understand they assume the Scorpions will be effective, but don't you think they would have had some harpoons or some other alternative, you know, if the dragon gets through, we have these certain shields we throw over ourselves, or a backup plan. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine if they are the best mercenaries in all Essos. Yeah. Yeah, they normally have elephants. Now we know why they didn't bring the elephants over, because we don't want them to waste a CGI if they're going to die so fast. Yeah. <laughs> but... One thing that was upsetting is the Gold Company leaders, they actually come from Targaryen bastards. Mm-hmm. So he missed a really cool scene where the Gold Company could have been like walking up to John and saying, John, and then like kneel in front of him or something like that. Like we're with the Targaryens. Oh, that yeah. would or something been... like that. Or maybe Varys' letter got to him and now they find out that mm-hmm. John's rifle, Targaryen. And so they would vow themselves to John. Like how freaking cool could that have Danny been? Danny would have a cow though. She would have had a, or even if she even if they did that to Danny, but the idea that like they're like because the, the gold company never breaks a contract, but it'd be cool if like the one time they break that contract is to help Targaryens take back the throne. Like it would have been amazing. I think it would have been a really cool scene. It didn't. I mean, it's not necessary. But if Danny and, and Drogon got separated for just a minute, and then everybody starts to surround Drogon, right? Like mm-hmm. he had been before. He gets attacked, and then the gold company leader comes up and just t- like puts his hand on him for a second, just so like I can almost tame him. I can yeah. almost control this fire. But then Drogon turns and burns them all, oh, and then cool. goes back to Daenerys. Like that would have been a really just to kind of just to play on like that. you see his eyes like narrow down or something like that like he's or widen or whatever oh yeah, yeah. Like, and then he like freaks out again yeah another thing too just as a quick little aside mm-hmm. it did actually show their sigil which is this like pile of skulls on a yeah. on a stick yeah what that is is again targaryen leaders every time the leader dies they take his skull and they they make dip it in gold and they hang it to this one post it's like basically their flag mm-hmm. so that's a that's a sigil 
is a pile of scrolls. It's all the past commanders hmm. that collect them on this thing. So that's what that is. If you guys are wondering, like that's a cool looking sigil because it's a bunch of scrolls. Hmm. That's what it is. So that's how they honor their Targaryen past. Hmm. All right. Um, so that's too bad. And then we get another moment where while this is all happening, right before this hell happens, Tyrion goes up to Jon and says, hey, you hear the bells. Cut it out. They're surrendering. Another little foreshadowing. Yeah, he was trying to go to pretty much everybody. He mentioned, it, like we said earlier, he Multiple was... Multiple people. Yeah, yeah. he was like, telling... Because um, he really cares. He cares about his his city and he cares about the people. Yeah, and he reminded Daenerys at one point, like, just so you know, if they ring those bells, that means they're surrendering. So yeah. just, you know, take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, even though she's already hot and doesn't care what he's saying, but mm-hmm. yeah. he's trying to, like, just... Be aware. There's innocent people there. We don't want them all to die. You don't want to be the leader of ashes, right? The queen of Something ashes. Something that she said in the past, yeah. Yeah, but we see that was pointless. <laughs> so during the attacks, we're going to have Jamie, who is trying to sneak into King's Landing. He's trying to get to Cersei and save her. And then we have Arya and the Hound have gotten down here now. Yeah. And they're trying to, one, kill Robert Strong slash the mountain. Mm-hmm. The other one is trying to kill Cersei. Yeah. Arya's yes. trying to kill Cersei. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's all our players in this, in this battle. Oh, and then Cersei's just hanging out in the Red Keep. I love the two of them together, too. Well. I love Arya and the Hound whenever they work. They've always worked together well. Mm-hmm. They would be a totally cool spinoff. Like, that would be really good. Show us two months that they were traveling together, you know, heading south. Like, yeah. Just make a separate show about that. Always, like, not quite being the nice guys. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that would be really good. Like, they save some dude and his whole family, then they take their horses. All right, so battles ensuing. Drogon's like cleaning up all the defenses. King's Landing surrenders. Okay, mm-hmm. we have um, we have uh, Tyrion. He's like looking through like this broken wall where she had just broken through. Yes, he's seeing the army had just went in. They're they're smashing things down. Mm-hmm. The army's about to collide with the Lannisters. They're kind of like right there, ready to go at it. Mm-hmm. That's actually Lannister soldiers. Mm-hmm. So now we're at that point now. And I gotta, Daenerys... I gotta point out that that shot with Tyrion standing at the gate was like a perfect shot. Like, cinematography-wise, that was a really cool scene right there. Very good job cinematography-wise in this episode. Yeah. Writing, oh, yeah. shaking, cinematography. <laughs> cinematography, great. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. It, well, you know, it, it, it's worth noting. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. Um, and then we see Daenerys is sitting up on the up on the walls with the dragon, with Drogon, mm-hmm. kind of just overviewing everything. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the tension raising, right? Oh, yeah. And we're waiting for those bells. Yeah. And then the bells go off. And we're like, okay, it's great. You know, it's, but the whole time you guys are watching that, you're mm-hmm. still at the edge of your seat, right? Because you're like, yeah. okay. Waiting, because you could tell in that moment she's making a decision in herself. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what she's waiting for is to see which way that coin lands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So if you guys haven't done it yet, there is some footage out there where uh, Dan and Dave, the, well, it's not even Dan and Dave, maybe. I think it's there. Well, maybe it is Dan and Dave. Um, they're talking about how well uh, Daenerys did the acting in this, you know? Yeah. And they show, like, the green screen version. Because she's sitting on a green screen dragon. It's not even the full dragon. It's just, like, the hump part that she sits on. Yeah. Looking at all green screen, mm. acting that out. And, I mean... It's got to be hard. <laughs> when you're watching, again, like, I'm writing... When I'm watching this for the second time, I'm sitting there writing notes the whole time, right? That's how, I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I had to stop and just watch this moment. Because it, it just enthralls you, yeah. you know? yeah. And you see her, and she's looking at everything. The bells are going off. The Lannister men have dropped their swords. All is well. We want it. And it's like for a second you see relief in her face. Yeah. And then she's just staring at the Red Keep. Her family built that Red Keep. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. They, that was their castle. Yeah. She's lost her whole family. Viseria, Viserys, who was her brother, mm-hmm. she's lost everything for this. Her lost two of her baby dragons and her son, Drogon. I mean, she's lost everything. Yeah. So 
She doesn't. She flies off and were you guys still holding that hope when she flew off? Yeah. I was hoping like, okay, she's going to wipe out the Lannister army, head for Cersei, burn her to death, yeah. and be done. Now, all the armies are dead. There's no nobody to oppose me. I can lead. No problem. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was hoping that would still just be the yeah. outcome in the end. Yeah, same here. I just thought she was just going to go straight to Cersei and just... Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I thought she was, okay. Her step too far would be she go right up there, just kill Cersei real quick. Tyrion won't be happy with that later on, yeah. but we're all okay. It's yeah. like, okay, we want Cersei dead. Yeah. Be nice. yeah, but then you start to see everybody Crickets. run away. She's flying a little too low, and then again, great piece of cinematography right in front of Arya, right? Well, no, no, this isn't the Arya uh, part no. yet. No, yeah, she's yeah. still houndbound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the peasants are running around a corner of a street, and then you see Drogon flying above. And then he lets loose the fire, and it, man, you just sink emotionally. Uh, All hope is gone. You're just heartbroken. Like you, it, are, you are heartbroken. Yeah. I ended up like coughing just, up on that one. She, yeah, because you still were holding out that she might, you know, she could be an okay person. She could still be a great leader, and she could be a great leader that just had to kill some people, some soldiers. But mm-hmm. now you see, she's murdering innocent women and children, just trying to flee for their lives. She's trying to create as much havoc. She's serpentining back and forth to the city, just yeah. She's making her way to the Red Keep like we wanted, yeah. Yeah. but she is burning it. And she can make a straight line. I mean, the Red Keep's not that far away. Cersei's watching her as she just paces back and forth. She's just going up and down the alleys, every street, just burning, you know, mass herds of people that are trying to flee. Yeah, after that sinking feeling and you see her start burning everyone, essentially, you're just like, she's mad. She's Yeah, she's she's, insane. She's gone mad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask you guys. Okay, so, you know, we watched this all together, right? Yeah. And and so, it's amazing. I can't remember a TV show that had me affected this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where you're watching it and you're like, you're on the edge of your seat. You have hope. You know, you're feeling her emotions. And you're kind of like, come on, baby girl, don't do this. You know, <laughs> calm down. Get a cookie. You're good. Freaks out. And then you're like, oh, it's all is lost. And then, like, fast forward maybe a minute and you're like, somebody go kill Danny. Yeah. And the whole time, you're rooting <laughs> for somebody to kill Danny. Please. Yeah. It's such an emotional roller coaster. They it's did a crazy. They did a really good job of getting you emotionally invested in yeah. these yeah. characters. Imagine if they had two or three more seasons to elaborate on these. Yo, stuff. Yeah. Oh god. But yeah. I wish I had the funding to do it myself, man. Yeah. I tell you. But we saw her from a young girl who was getting married off to some big powerful leader and all this stuff being manhandled, and then you know gaining power, freeing innocent people. Like we've really seen this character build up to where you're so proud of her you and are, exactly you want to support her so much but then now she has too much power and too much freedom with her power and now and she's she never just, been checked really yeah you know and that kiss with john though did you did you i don't we haven't mentioned that do you remember that we didn't mention that you're right you're right that that i think Explain was the breaking moment. point so um gosh i can't remember how the whole scene she, was yeah. mapped out but she's talking to john and uh and it comes they, they mention um that Basically, the people love her right or, yeah, well, because well, she's always talking about how John's always loved, and you yeah. either in John's and it's basically coming down to you either rule through love or fear. Yeah, and John and she's like, people they don't love me like they love you, and John says, I love you. Yeah, then they start. She to says, kiss. people fear me, and he says, yeah, but you know, but I love you. Like that's all you need is, is my love. Yeah, and then they kiss, and it's you see is a cold, dry kiss. He doesn't care anymore. He's he's yeah. he shut himself down. He's now. no longer in love with her. He's just afraid of her. So he's trying yeah. to keep her. At bay with his Which is what Tyrion's been doing. It's what everybody around yeah. him has been doing lately. So except for Grey Worm, he's on board. <laughs> <laughs> so he steps back from that kiss, and she looks at him and says, 
so fear it will be or something like that oh, or so God. it'll be fear ah yeah. yeah heartbreaking because now that's just okay your guys romantic connection just broke i know and, and now like, she's just cold and ready for blood and you're rude for the whole time it's like in, it's like if in the office if pam just told jim get the hell out of here yeah like no, no you're, <laughs> you're rooting for these two to get together the entire last yeah. decade oh uh, he gave up so much and she did too she lost they two, both, yeah two dragons yeah. or at least one in his defense half but, her army half her people that yeah. trust the believer wholeheartedly but God, and imagine so. Imagine if she didn't follow John, and she attacked Circe without going north, and and you know she would be weakened. But then came north, fighting the Night King after he possibly defeated Winterfell. I wonder how all that would have played out. That would have been you know yeah. Oh, there's I, gonna be there's there's a, there's a level of fanfic to this. There's already has been because people have written the end of this no. time and time and time again. It's been yeah. just a fun activity to do mm-hmm. is writing how this could end, and there are some fantastic stories out there. Yeah. Like we talked about, you can only pick one. Yeah. And this theory, that how things are going right now, has been written out before. Yeah. People have talked about this theory, but it's always been kind of like, yeah, if we want to make things go lame, you know, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> where, where our favorite girl's evil now or whatever. Yeah. Not necessarily evil, she's just, she's losing it now. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, that scene with her and John and that, to me, that was like the first sign that that little break that she's no longer our yeah. queen anymore. She's no longer like regal and sweet and powerful or, you know, like, um, queen like she's just she's that's the first sign that she's turned she dark. sees she has to yeah. yeah she feels she has to yeah well at that moment when she you know swoops down into the city and starts burning everyone i mean I, the first thing that i think of from that episode is john john's face his face reaction yeah. like how he reacted to seeing her fly through with her dragon and just burn people alive and the yeah. army's yeah. just like what what did we just we just surrendered what ha- what is happening and they're yeah. all right pick up your swords and start fighting and i and- think in that moment he's doing the math all of a sudden too yeah. like oh fuck i thought we could take out seriously do we have the forces do we have the ability do i have the emotional strength to take down this dragon and queen mm-hmm. who yeah. have just turned and now they're going to kill innocent people until they're stopped oh i got too excited i'm gonna <laughs> read the azor high prophecy to you guys later on it's gonna blow your freaking mind oh god okay okay oh I might need to pee before I was that. so excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's another, that's the thing right there. This is our red wedding moment. This is our Ned Stark being beheaded moment where yeah. the guy who was trying to be honorable the whole time realized that shit don't fly. Yeah. You yeah. have to be real here. Yeah. This is, it's a shaggy dog story. You just, things happen that way. We talked about it before. And it yeah. just broke my heart when, you know, we're, they're in the streets and John's just like, no, stop, stop fighting. Yeah. Right? Oh, and man. his guys stop fighting, and then the other army just starts attacking them. And no, no, no. The other guys no. throw down their swords after a yeah. minute, right? The Lannisters with the shutters? No, yeah, the, the Lannisters yeah. throw down their swords. Jonathan, even you were getting this messed up. I had to rewatch it. I yeah. had to pay attention to how this oh, shook out. Yeah. Because it. what you were thinking is that they picked back up their swords to defend their people. They didn't even do that. Yeah. So Danny's blowing blowing everything up she's got fire going yeah. they turn around to see the fire behind them yeah. and the one leader turns around like what's going on and Grey Worm while they're turned around picks up a spear and throws a spear at the leader Yeah, just like oh, oh, man. oh that's so true yeah, yeah. so cause Grey so they, Worm Masande's gone he his humanity went with her he's the same yeah. as Cersei or as uh, he, Danny. he just is unsullied kill again. everything possibly yeah. Cersei too <laughs> yeah, well, yeah at true. this point true and so he's just like blood crazed and he charges in and the Northmen, they're they're they in. It. I mean, yeah. they're on the victory side. You gotta think of if, if you're a Northman, you just survived the Night King, mm-hmm. and now you're taking over somebody who killed Ned Stark and Rob Stark. Yeah, burn them all as well. Yeah, it true. takes a very composed, good Targaryen leader slash Ned Stark son. Yeah, to you know to restrain, to really yourself. restrain yourself. Yeah, and we see that, and it's again, it's heartbreaking. Our emotions are fluttering like crazy at this moment, but 
There is one of the Northmen. He's in North Armor. That's pulling a woman aside to take it, to, to have his way with her during this whole moment, which is something that we've seen happens before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, in these moments. Yeah. Like, why are you and, gonna take your time to rape somebody in the middle of this huge battle? Well, you know, it's, it's everybody's getting their own it's thing. A bad going time. On. <laughs> it's unfortunate all around. But yeah. then John goes over there, stops the guy. The guy fights back because he's blood crazed right now. Yeah. John kills a North soldier mm-hmm. and tells his King's Landing woman to go hide and find a safe place. Yeah. Like everything is out the window now. That's, it's all just nuts. That's kind of cool though. Okay, we, that's this episode is not a review. It's totally grief counseling, yeah, right? <laughs> Honestly, it was it was a, it was a rough episode. We need to open and, up our doors to the public. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys, we'll talk about it. Come on in. So yeah, Grey Worm, he's off tilt. I, I don't know where I'm at my notes anymore. Right. <laughs> we just got insane. Yeah, so that was intense. It was crazy. So they're fully on fighting again. The Lannisters are being butchered at this point. Yeah. Oh, the civilians just, are being butchered. They laid down all their arms. It was really yeah. bad, bad time for them. And Grey Worm and all the Northmen are... And, and all the Unsullied and, and Dothraki. The Dothraki are there too. Yeah. They're just slicing and dicing everybody. This yeah. is Dothraki heaven. They're, no. they're in their element right now. <laughs> so... <laughs> So then, okay, now we're catching up with Arya and the Hound. Mm-hmm. They're going through, I'm going to kind of, again, we're out of order. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going through, like, the map room we've seen painted in the past. Yeah. And the Hound stops Arya and says, look, Cersei's dead. Yeah. She's not going to come at us alive. The dragon's yeah. going to kill her. The Throcky's going to kill her. Something's yeah. going to kill her. Go home. Don't follow my path. Yeah. Like, not now, but, like, in general. Yeah, like, look at me. If you continue yeah. like this, you're going to be just like me, and you're going to die just like I'm about to die. And if you think about it, yeah, the Hound is, like, an unstopping killing machine. He mm-hmm. just now is growing up. That's what that's what um, Arya is. Yeah. So Arya even tells him, like, thank you. She walks away, thank you, you know. Yeah. Really kind of a beautiful moment between the two of them, because this is definitely a goodbye. They're never going to see each other again. Yeah. No coming back from this. So Arya, she listens to him. She leaves. And then we see her surviving the attack the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she is the audience member. She is the peasant's point of view that throughout this whole attack. thrown back and forth from dragon fire explosions left and right, destroying walls, like barely surviving amongst the people until yeah, she's just the just a stampeding surviving. alone might kill her. Like Black yeah. Friday, everybody's walking right. over you, you know? God. So Plasma screens at 29 no, <laughs> Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when she's getting stampeded, I'm, I'm thinking like, Man, this if is this it. is how she goes down... Right? A rock to the head? Are you kidding me? Kidding me? <laughs> she killed the Night King and she's going to get bludgeoned to death? Yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things was like, oh, I'm going to be... I'm going to Twitter right now. <laughs> 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 so he did. But it, but it was like, it would be fitting in how crazy this story is, yeah. you know? It would if be... It, you know, a shaggy dog story, like you're saying. She would die. After killing the Night King, she would die by peasants stomping on yeah. her or something like that. But she survives and we're watching her. There's a certain mom and child that she's kind of slowly saving the whole time. Yeah. And we're just going to finish everybody's thing out at this point. So uh, we see that she's been knocked down. She comes back up. She narrowly survives dragon fire a few times. Mm. And Dothraki. They're just killing everybody. And, Not the fact that she's already starting to save them. And Rubble. She had been buried in Rubble a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see that the, the couple, that, or the two that she was trying to save the whole time were burnt alive. Yeah. Everybody that she was just with got burnt alive. Yeah. And then she sees this lone horse. I, I like throughout the that series of events. I mean, it's a long, if yeah, long series of events. She's going through barely surviving back and forth. But there's a, a you know dragon fire explosions left and right, buildings crumbling left and right, people screaming and running and stuff like that. But in that final scene, all of a sudden, after she pulls herself up the last time, it's quiet. Yeah, there's nobody else running. There's no more every. At that point, everybody's either dead or fleed the city already. Yeah, so it was really cool that at the you know, like you're saying when she finds the horse. There's just nothing else happening. It was a very lucky horse. Yeah. And so she gets on the horse. She rides out till the next episode. So she's gone. And uh, man, she she needs to learn how to jump on Dragonback. Yeah. But before that, she separated from uh, 
what's his name? The Hound. The Hound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So now, oh, so they separated, right? Yeah. And now the Hound side, when he went off, is he comes across Circe, Kyburn, the yes. Mountain, and her Kingsguard, Queensguard, all <laughs> trying to escape at this point. Yeah. Obviously, hope is lost. Mm-hmm. And oh man, this felt good. Yeah. This felt really good. We've been waiting for so long. For oh me. yeah, this is clicking bowl. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's clicking bowl. Oh, English. And what I really loved is he calls him out. First off, Hound just kills all the other queen. Yeah, there's she's, no, she's not even down contest. Four of them, right? It was something. Yeah, sends I mean, down four highly trained King's Guardsmen, her highest knights. Those are the best ones. They got chopped down one swipe each. Yeah, like Very nothing. Easy. Which is what Barrison Selmy told Joffrey, like, I can cut through all your men to get to you. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Cut through all the men to get to who he wanted. Yeah. Robert Strong, his brother, the Mountain. And um, they call him Robert Strong. Yeah, the Mountain. So he steps down, and I love how Cersei's demanding, like, don't go. Kyburn. And she's trembling in fear right now. She knows, Mm -hmm. like, she has very few chances of surviving. She needs everybody around her she can to get her out of here. I've never seen Cersei like this before. Never. So exposed. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so she's trying to protect herself and her baby this whole time that's inside her, so it's, it's, it is great. Yeah. And they're trying to tell Mountain, don't go, don't go, don't go. Kyburn mm. stands in front of him, like, starts telling him a demand, because yeah. you'd assume that, like, he's Frankenstein, and he has, like, yeah. commands built into his head, and, and he's betraying all of those. Kyburn created him yeah. to serve Cersei, so he's always obeyed Cersei to, you know, to no end, and you'd imagine Kyburn's the one who told him to obey Cersei, so yeah. if nothing else, at least his commands will work. Right. But we see neither of them do. He gets thrown down, bitch slaps. Bloodlust for his brother. Yeah, and just, just obliterates Kyburn. Yeah. Finally, he looks like the old man, like just like, boom, yeah. pushed he downstairs. Throws him to the ground, and he just like breaks his head against the rock, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, he's like, like yeah. pumpkin squash. Like, he was like yeah. shattered. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. great. <laughs> and then Cersei's like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> do your thing. Bye. Yeah. That's exactly it. And they have their fight, and it's just great fight. That mm-hmm. It was kind of whimsical almost. It was kind of like, because you have... Oh, yes. It mm-hmm. was funny, because you'd have, like, the hound stab him a couple times, just like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. he, he well, was, he in, a, he he was even laughing. against the wall, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he was even laughing how, um, you know, stabbing him, like, in the shoulder and his head and his neck, and he's like, why won't you die? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, we got the helmet finally off, and he's yeah. like, this is what you always looked like from yeah. the hound. It's just a really good moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is one change I'd make to it, but basically what happened is the hound finally tackles him through a wall and they fall into dragon fire oh, and they, yeah. they die together, which yeah. is fair. If they died in fire, it's what we always wanted. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my one change. Hear me out on this. Is if that wall was there and there was just fire, if the hound threw him into fire knowing that there'd be fire there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That would have been a little bit mm-hmm. better because it would be that, that final circle of him burning his brother like he burned him. Right, because because the hound in this entire series has always and, been really afraid of fire, com, yeah, and it was him embracing the fire to burn up his brother. That would have been kind of cool. So, I mean, I, I think you could assume that he knew there was going to be fire out there, that he was doing this to die in, yeah. the, in the flames. But it would have been kind of like just that one more step if he could see the fire. Yeah. yeah. And like he'd like look down and be like, okay, this is it. And then... Or if, if in the battle there was a flame in, you know, fire inside the castle that he threw his brother into, then his brother was flaming and still trying to fight him. So then he attacked him through the wall. Yeah. So that he had to, you know, like you're saying, confront the fire still to take his brother Just out. that one more. I think, but I do think it's a pretty fitting ending. Yeah. I, I, they did really yeah. nice. I, like I they, agree. They showed clearly too that his his affliction, his version of zombie or whatever, undead Frankenstein kind of thing, wasn't the same as the the black or the um, Night oh, King. Yeah, the Night King. Yeah. Because um, he put a dagger straight in the middle of his head, and he still didn't yeah. stop. Didn't you know? He was able to pull it back out and. Still yeah, it's forward. a whole different. If people are confused about that, it's a whole different thing. This is more yeah. like mad scientist yeah. versus a zombie Ocean, compared spirit, to magic zombies. Spells, yeah. So. 
There's multiple yeah. zombies going on. And if you think of the Stone Men too, it's another version. But, yeah. Um, it was a good battle though. I liked it. It was. I think it was good. So Jamie, he ends up getting in there. He finds Cersei who's on. Oh, before Jamie gets in there, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> fights with Euron, right? <laughs> yeah, he's getting to the exit some magical way. Euron survived and swam up to sea just to fight him. Out of the sea to fight him. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's because he's drowned, so they never die. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, they fight it out. Jamie takes two big old stabs to the side. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, maybe this right. is how he's gonna go out. Right, so, the kidneys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you could tell, like, if Jamie gets Cersei out, it's a one-way trip. It's yeah. not gonna last. Even the music played it off well. Like, it sounded like, oh shit, Tyrion, Tyr- or sorry, Jamie. Uh, Jamie is gonna die right here. Like, it sucks because we really love his character. We want to see him die heroically, and here he's gonna die where nobody even knows he's down there. And yeah, it was pretty disappointing. But I was glad to see that he made it out. But I think it's a good character moment for Euron because. This idea of like I gotta be the one that kills Jamie and telling Jamie like you'd be the guy that killed two kings. I'm a king and like yeah. you're not a king, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just one of these things where I do wish that you're on to like, hey, I figured it out it was your baby that's in her, not my baby. So there was Ooh. that fight. Would've that would have nice. been kind of interesting. Oh yeah. But him just saying like, oh, I, I fucked the queen. That turning Jamie on was like, oh man, that's cool. That's a whole emotional thing because he's in love with his sister and yeah. here you're saying you were sleeping with her this whole time. And yeah. That was kind of cool. So I think it was a fitting end for Euron for sure because then Euron stabbed in the gut and then he's still sitting there like while he's dying, he's like, I'm the one that killed Jamie Lannister. Yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. He's, he's going to die from those wounds. And, yeah, yeah, so they both killed each other long-term ways but yeah. yeah could you imagine next episode we see Euron's fine or whatever oh, like a band-aid. well I mean when he put that night when Jamie stabbed him in the gut he even like turned it a couple yeah. times and yeah. the sound of that oh like I had to just like uh, cover yeah. my ears oh, yeah. it was too much <laughs> you're not a big fan of that kind of stuff <laughs> so yeah so Jamie ends up killing Euron mm. we think yeah, as far as we know Jamie finds uh, Cersei in the map room mm-hmm. and she tells her hey you know there's these catacombs and he takes her down to the catacombs, and they're running, running, running. It's blocked off. Yeah. He's freaking out, trying to tear down walls. And Cersei's just like, I'm sad. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm scared. I'm nervous. Yeah. All these... We never heard this from Cersei. Right? So vulnerable again. Yeah. And it was it was almost like Dana Davis trying to make us feel sad for her. Very hard to do. I didn't like that, though. How I mean, I, I like the whole episode. I like that scene. But for her character to have done an 180 so fast like i understand you're human you're about to die you're scared but i don't want to feel bad for you yet it's too soon for me yeah. to feel bad for yeah. you yeah like in this one episode you were just a sinister bitch trying to kill everybody you beheaded uh, my sunday just last episode yeah and then now i'm supposed to feel humanity and compassion for my you my only sadness in this moment is in the reflection off of jamie yeah. And seeing how he embraces her to like make her feel better. Yeah. All these things like that. Like that is where I'm feeling the emotion. Not from her. Yeah. From her, I'm like, just push her into some rubble and be done with it. But you know <laughs> move on. Yeah. So then we see he embraces her and they say it's only been you or something along those lines, you yeah. know. And we're seeing the rubble collapse or, in the back. And it's just something like, uh, the, we're we're here together now, nothing else matters. Or something yeah. like and it was something that he had said in the past. Yeah. There are so many callbacks to the first two seasons of this yeah. show in this episode. And that was one of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the rubble collapses and kills Jamie and Cersei. That that's another one where the, the visual effects, the cinematography, whatever, that it's camera angle was beautiful. Beautifully yeah. seeing the two of them embrace each other and then in the back you like there's like seven pillars or something behind them. You see them just collapse one after the yeah. other until it slowly works away to them and it's just like wonderful oh. job. Yeah, really. I good. wanna see the guy doing this. I can't remember his name, but I think he's the one that did the Battle of the Bastards and the Battle for Helms or um Hard Home. <laughs> Battle for Helms Deep. And I think he's the one doing one of the spinoffs too. Oh, so, good. you know, very, very well done. Now, let's talk prophecies. Because <laughs> oh, there's okay. always a prophecy that her little brother would kill her, right? Oh, yeah. So, this is kind of a double death. 
Mm-hmm. All right. It took the second time I watched it. I caught the second, the, the other one. So first of all, Jamie took her down there yeah. where she died. Yeah. So technically, Jamie, one of her younger brothers, did kill her. Yeah. Yes. Led her to her death, and it was his fault. But who told Jamie where to go down? Ah, oh, oh. Tyrion did. Yeah. Tyrion also killed her. Hmm. I don't think it's gonna go down that way in the book. I think it's too easy. It's yeah. not, you know, it's. I'm really, we're really kind of connecting dots here that we don't. You know, it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But I like to think they both, her brothers, killed her, yeah. which was part of the prophecy. So it's a stretch, but I'm down. Anyway, seriously, dies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, see, we're talking so fast and going way past my notes, guys. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't. Did we see where John or, Dan- or Daenerys went to the end of the episode? Uh, no. So what we saw was Daenerys is just Burning, killing everything, laying yeah. waste. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's burned it all, like her dad said. Yeah. And uh, but I, I like to when she gets to uh, was it the Red Keep that we see her burning a tall tower, burning it through the sides so intensely that it's not falling over or or no, yeah. it's it's melting into itself yeah. it's it's imploding it's collapsing and she's like in, shattering in brick just yeah. like, it just shatters oh, like glass yeah. so and really cool. so it is yeah and we're seeing it rain or it's snowing ash which yeah. is going to be important later on yeah we're seeing that happen right now and <laughs> and so we're seeing a lot of that happen and um and we saw John John finally gets control of his military and says let's fall back let's fall back and we see him run out with some peasants that are with him mm-hmm. so John's finally getting the army out of there while she's laying west to the rest of the city and bringing it all down yeah. and that basically where it wraps it up is there any other things we should bring up that happened during the episode that's important um, not that I think we talked about just about everything yeah Arya's adventure we didn't see anything with I think Arya's adventure is gonna as gave her the fuel that she needs to kill Danny. Yeah, that's yeah. that's gonna be my prediction. That yeah, because I mean that's what we. I mean she gets on the horse and we have to assume like she doesn't know where she's going, but she has to go whatever direction that dragon's going. Yeah, she knows. I killed the Night King to save the world. Now I have to kill this dragon and dragon queen to save the world because I don't think nothing else matters. Yeah, you don't think so? I don't think so. Well, that'd be too but easy. she's gonna be trying at least. Uh, oh yeah, it's gotta. It would be. Or Grey Worm. Emotionally. Grey Worm? Grey Worm, I think, is gone. I think Grey yeah. Worm will be killed by Tyrion or something. It would be Ooh, emotionally like satisfying <laughs> if it's John. I mean, John's got to be the one that, that does it. I'll but, explain. Okay, let me read yeah. the Azora High. Okay, uh, so there's a this show and the book are all about prophecies, right? There's yeah. a lot of prophecies going on. Uh-huh. The Azora High is one where they believe that there's going to be this thing that, that ends up saving the world. This man, this hero that comes up, or woman, that saves the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me first ex- explain the return of Azor Ahai, what they expect to happen. Okay, This is going to be a lot of reading, guys, and I'm not so great with reading it loud, so here we go. Uh, there will come a day after a long summer when the stars bleed and the cold breath of the darkness falls heavy on the world. Now, stars bleed, that was in the first season, the last episode, that's when Danny's dragons were born. I see a comet coming down too, right? The, the Red the Priestess mentioned star. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's important for a lot of co- uh, characters we're seeing moments happen uh, that are like, this could be important. This is, could be a rebirth of Arya when she sees her dad die. She's a rebirth. Mm-hmm. We saw the dragons born. That you know, It's important for everybody. In this dread hour, a warrior shall draw from a fire a burning sword, and that sword shall be light, Lightbringer, the red sword of heroes. And he who clasps it shall be Azor High come again, and the darkness shall flee before him. See, I'm so good at reading. Okay. <laughs> So that was the return of Azor High. So basically what we're getting is some hero will, will wield the sword he calls Lightbringer and chew away darkness. Yeah. Okay. So everybody's assumed for a long time that's going to be him getting rid of the Night King. Yeah. Okay? Now, 
Here's a lot more reading, guys. Okay, this is the Legend of the, of the Lightbringer of Azor High from back in the day. This is how... So I think this spells out what's going to happen. Okay. Okay. Darkness lay over the world, and a hero, Azor Ahai, was chosen to fight against it. To fight the darkness, Azor Ahai needed to forge a hero's sword. He labored for 30 days and 30 nights until it was done. However, when he went to temper it in the water, the, the sword broke. He was not one to give up easily, so he started over. The second time, he took 50 days, 50 nights to make the sword, even better than the first. To temper it this time, he captured a lion and drove the sword into its heart, but once again, the steel shattered. Lannister's alliance. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So there might be something there. Sword shattered in its heart. So maybe in the attempt to get Cersei, everything fell apart. Okay. Okay. The water one wow. could be ice. So tempering a, a weapon. This isn't necessarily him making a sword. This is. It, it's all metaphor. So yeah, it could okay. be him becoming the building an army or something like that. Or yeah. it could literally be his sword. He has long claw and he's had it the entire time. It's been important to him. Yeah. So, okay, mm. here's the last one. And the first one is water, so it could have been the ice mm-hmm. from Night King. Okay. okay. Third one. The third time, with heavy heart, so feeling bad, mm-hmm. and heart, okay. Uh, <laughs> my hand gestures are important, oh, guys. Sorry. You don't see them. <laughs> um, for he knew beforehand what he must do to finish the blade. He worked for 100 days and nights until he, it was finished. This time, he called for his wife, Nisa Nisa. Okay, so he's calling for his wife to come over. Okay. And asked her to bear her breast. He drove his sword into the, her living heart, her soul combining with the steel of the sword, creating Lightbringer, the red sword of heroes. Although he had Lightbringer, Azor Ahai did not fight alone. The Jade Compendium mentions that when the hero thrust the blade through a monster, the creature burst into flames. My mm. prediction, based off of the history of these books, is he will convince uh, Danny to come closer to him, like, let's... Make things calm. I love you. Blah 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 blah. He'll put long claw into her and bring it out. Red sword, and he will kill Danny. Then he will go out and he will slay Drogon. Hmm. That totally fits. With the fiery sword he gets from killing Danny, he'll go kill off Drogon too, and we will have no more da- uh, dragons. But why? Why Drogon? Well, because it's the last part saying that they, they use that fiery sword to kill off Drogon. I think. The, I mean, I, don't, I think that'll be like almost an afterthought. I think the main thing is that. He will become a great leader. Because I, I think that's the, the, kind of the metaphor of, of yeah. the Azor High weapon. Is after he kills his last... He tempered, tempered it one last time. God. That'd be, that'd be intense. Yeah. So, but what, how did we... You're saying we saw the the first two swords break? So, okay. So, so let's say that's... Okay, so his first trial. We'll call him trials. When yeah. he's tempering the sword. Yeah. The first one was with water. Yeah. So, I'm going to assume water, ice... Um, that one's kind of shaky. But yeah, yeah it doesn't need but to be his shattered. weapon. It could be him being tested as a leader. Right. And, or him going north with snow. It's, it's water, right? Yeah. The second one was with a captured lion. It didn't work out and it shattered. Okay? It could have been his attempt to capture Cersei. Nothing worked out. Right? For yeah. him, anyways. For Danny, it's working great. Yeah. But for him, it shattered. Or there's other lions out there. Jamie, he's captured Jamie before. And with Tyrion, maybe something to do with Tyrion. Maybe Tyrion will get in his way. And but he's, never, kill he's never killed the Lannister, right? No, but his attempt to capture King's Landing right yeah. now is an attempt to capture... He captured a lion. Yeah. Boom. But it didn't work. It could be considered. This is all gesture. You know, we're, yeah. just, okay. we're just working. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one I'm thinking when he... And that's what I love is that in, in the legend before, 
he knew what he had to do. Yeah. And it was heavy hearted. Yeah. And so he calls his wife over knowing he has to stab her. Mm. And he stabs her. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of just yeah. like. Oh. So right now we're seeing Daenerys furious and full of fire and just killing everything. But that's going to pass. She's in an emotional state. Yeah. Emotions change. When she cools down, is she going to reflect and be like, oh my God, I just killed 5,000 innocent people. What did I do? I'm such a monster. And he will go to her with compassion and bring her close and say, you know, it's okay. Together we can rule and blah, blah, blah. And then kill her. Like she could. I could see that. Yeah. She could turn. Because I mean, she's emotional. I mean, she's a a person still. Like, yeah, she's not going to always be mad. She'll calm down at some point. And maybe that will make her vulnerable enough for him to do, like you're saying, stab her in the heart. Does that make sense to you? It does. I'm just thinking about, like, the last time they, like, the last time John and Danny kissed. Yeah. How it was very cold. So she might be, I mean, she, she might not be. I don't think she, I don't think her emotions are going to change. Who does she have? If she, if she comes down from this high of anger and fire and realizes that she's a monster or, I don't know, or at least regrets her decisions... She has nobody else to turn to. True. Yeah, but let's think about this. What is Danny more worried about than John's love right now? John's name. She yeah. would bring him in saying, like, if John just were to fake it until he makes true. it and just says, like, let's just get married. And John and Danny's thinking, if I marry him, I'm still queen and nobody can question it. And then when he gets closer. Like, or I can kill him and she's she's more she's i know she's less about the politics and more about the i'll take off all the heads i need to until i'm queen yeah that's Just true like, right so, now so. she's definitely that yeah. <laughs> yeah but i think there will be a moment where dan or john will fake it trying to get closer to her, like i love you yada 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 yeah. having a heavy heart because really he still does he just fears her yeah but he still loves her but he fears her kind yeah. of a jamie searcy thing going on yeah and then he will become queen slayer and kill her hmm. and then the so I think that legend actually is a hint to how things. It's an emotional roller coaster. Guys. I love this damn show. All right, uh, so let's look at the death toll, guys. We had. I want to point out too. My, I don't know if I'd mentioned it in the podcast, but I, I remember before there was a scene where Cersei was standing in front of candles that happened to surround her, flames around her head. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, that totally means she's gonna die in fire. I was completely wrong. She didn't die in oh, fire. Look, she's buried in rubble. <laughs> I'm still holding out that hope that the Night King will need Jon Snow to be his new, <laughs> his new son. Will take right? Jon Snow to become the gonna, new Night King. I'm sure him. Night King's fine. Yeah, he's just faking it. Fake news. He sent a he sent a <laughs> what do you call it a person in his place. Yeah, that was a proxy. Yeah, yeah proxy. <laughs> All right, so, um, and I, by the way, at the credits, they play the Reigns of Castamere, mm-hmm. which out of the beautiful moment, which you never would have thought of happened, when Jamie and Cersei are hugging and embracing and those right. coming down, you get the Reigns of Castamere going oh, on. Oh, yeah. That song, it's in the books too, but they actually, they really mastered it in the show. Yeah. Like, it, it really comes yeah. I don't know how they make you hear it in the books. <laughs> well, because the words are in the books. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. but in the show, like, they play it hard and fast when Lannisters are victorious. The Red Wedding, it's... Yeah. You know. But then when it's sad and somber, I know, I'm really good at that, aren't I? Really good. But when it's sad and somber, it makes you feel emotional, like, oh, the poor Lannisters, or oh, yeah, the Lannisters. It goes back and forth a little bit. Yeah. So anyways, really good. Death Toll, Cersei is dead, Jaime dead, Varys dead, I hate to see him go. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sandra Clegane, the Hound, is dead, and Gregor Clegane, the Mountain, is dead. We lost some big ones this time. Next week, what we're seeing, John Davos, Arya, and Tyrion... In different, they're all walking around looking at the rubble. They're all yeah. reflecting on how terrible things are. Uh, but we see Danny and her troops like occupy King's Landing. Mm-hmm. They look straight up like Star Wars Empire <laughs> lined up, yeah. or other real life dictators. But like, I'm, I'm full, trying to keep it lighthearted with Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. like full power with no more. Um, what do you call that? Like no, nobody else is, is no defying rebels, them. No, yeah, 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 no more resistance. Yeah. So. 
I mean, we we know there's five or six out there that still see that this is insanity and we need to stop them. But there's no other powerful force around them to worry yeah. about. There's small kingdoms yeah. that they can easily conquer. Yeah. So, okay, let's go over why the internet's upset real quick. I know we're, we're getting pretty long in the tooth. But um, the internet's all upset right now because they feel like, Oh, Danny deserves better than this kind of ending. Does Danny deserves oh, better than being the villain? This was like the best ending for her. What do you want her to be like a sweet, innocent queen who's going to rule until she's think, old and well, dies I think in a bed? lot of people wanted her to like kill Cersei. They all wanted the Lord of the Rings ending. The happy ending where the Shire's happy and uh, we have, you know, Aragorn's the new king and everybody's happy. I think this paints her out as so much more of a powerful person than if she were to yeah. stay innocent. Well, Talk about independent women. Like. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't need Jon Snow. F this. I'm going to burn down the whole kingdom. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the key is... Is people are expecting this to be a fairy tale happy ending, and it's something we've been told yeah. from the beginning. Don't yeah. expect that, right? Yeah. Even when Ned Stark dying was a real big hint to that. But it's one of those things where, as time goes on, you know, it's it's realistic that you know it, it would be realistic if they all died in Winterfell. Yeah, we got lucky they got past that, really. Yeah. And yeah. it's just how things are done, and I think it boils down to the fact that we first off don't have enough shows. Yeah. To really kind of extend the story out, mm-hmm. I think in the books it'll explain it a lot better. But we, if we, I think it's one of those things where if you rewatch a show and you really pay attention to Danny's reaction to things, mm-hmm. you get a little bit more like, oh, wait a, a minute. A little pretext to her decision, her switch like that. Yeah, we put a mask on it of like, oh, she's she's becoming a great leader. Yeah. What if you just she's, think of she's just becoming a powerful leader? Yeah. That's yeah. Really, a lot of her smaller mistakes when she was younger, we just chalk up to her being young and naive and learning yeah. the ropes. But like you're saying, those could be early signs of a mad queen and we're just not... Looking at him that way. Yeah. I mean, the house model, fire and blood. I mean, she <laughs> lived up to those pretty well. Yeah. So we wrote down a couple examples here, okay? Um, you had brought up a good one. When uh, Mira's Mazdur, the the red witch, the red witch, the blood witch, yeah. that cursed Khal Drogo, mm-hmm. she tied her to the fire pit, the, the, spire, the spot, yeah. fire, yeah, when she went to go burn Khal Drogo. I mean, like, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. And that, that was full on like shut down emotion time. And that was the first time she killed somebody in fire, right? That was the first time she killed somebody yeah. at all, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was at her command. Yeah. Uh, and I know there's a lot of things that are kind of like, well, I would too, you know, it's you yeah. know, these times, stuff like that. But you got to remember, we grew up watching, well, in the last 10 years we've been watching the show, and that seemed almost like, yeah, you go for it. But then if you kind of like step back one more level, it's like, it's not really just. Yeah, you just burn you somebody know? alive. She did bring her him back. Yeah. She did tell her it would cost you and anything. Her entire village was just murdered and raped, so she was kind of justified yeah, in killing one person. Because this whole story is about gray lines, you know. So yeah. okay, next, um, Danny's vision in the house of black and white. This was super important. They actually paid all those off right now. When she's in the house, I'm not not black white. I'm sorry, the house of the undying, um, the warlocks that stole oh, the dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a couple visions in there. Two that are important. Bran had a vision, actually. Well, we'll go. Bran's vision is actually of Drogon flying over the city, so we knew that was coming. Yeah. The vision she had is where she goes through King's Landing. It looks like it's snowing. We know now it's just ash. Yeah. And the throne room is all burnt up, mm-hmm. and she barely she's about to touch the throne, and then she doesn't. She's not able to. That's gonna be a hint for the next episode, I think. Right. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so we we saw before that she will get to that throne room, but it'll be destroyed. The throne room. So we yeah. already told. She's going to be the queen what, of the ashes. Season two, <laughs> that she will be queen of the ashes. Yeah. You know? Um, when she gets to Marine and all the other slave cities, she crucifies, for better term, better lack of the word, 163, I think it was, slaves, slave masters mm-hmm. who had done that to the children. Now, if you pay attention, that sounds like just, but when you pay attention to it, at the time, a lot of the children 
or of the slave masters are saying like my dad wasn't a slave master he was like the bookkeeper but she's like I don't care he's one of them put him on a pike yeah she needed that number 163 she didn't care and people were pleading with her please my dad is a good man yeah it was just tradition he he inherited he, the slaves he was the or chef he just fed the slave masters and like that like, it was things like that where it was like jobs every you know it was all these royal families and their kids were like please just have compassion she's like no do this. And again, at the time, as a viewer, you're watching and you're like, yeah, put yeah. them all in place. Free the slaves, kill all the, the yeah. bastards, just murdering slave masters and stuff. But So rewatch that and think, what would John do? Oh, uh, yeah. Would John throw them all on pikes? No. Probably not. He would banish them, which was what Ned Stark did to jo- uh, Jorah Mormont. Yeah. They would do for slave trading. They would have done something a little different, something a little bit more center of the black or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, she burned... Let's see. She burned all the Dothraki leaders. You and me were talking about this too. That was a badass scene though. That was a badass scene. Susan, do you think that was cruel or just a good idea? You remember that scene where she tips over the plates of oil in that, that tent full of the Dothraki lords? And oh. she walks out as they all burn to death because she was she was going to be captured there. I uh, totally had forgotten about that. Yeah, such an awesome scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like because like she walks out to her new people and they have her like, music going all, all music. of the Dothraki had come together for this big conference or whatever and all of the leaders are burning to death behind her she walks yeah. out of fire maybe un- it's just un- like unarmed. a switch in her like all throughout the God. season it was just like mad good like yeah. you know mad and we just saw the switch or whatever. tip over again yeah while she's on the back of a dragon yeah uh, next up we have uh, Tyrion talks Danny down from after that when she gets back and she sees people attacking Marine uh-huh. Tyrion talks her down from just scorching Every army, and then going back and burning down their cities. Mm-hmm. It was Tyrion that talked her down from that. If Tyrion didn't do that, she probably would have done. That is very true. We're now seeing. Think of what she wouldn't have done if Tyrion could have talked her down this time. She <sighs> did what Tyrion had talked her down from last time. Just now, uh, she burns the top. Tar- so this is a sad moment. You remember this? Mm-hmm. The Tarleys, the dad and the son that were in the army the last season. She burns them execution style after they surrender, just because they wouldn't bend the knee. And Tyrion's telling her, like, don't do that, you know, be cool. Yeah. So we saw her escalating this entire time through season seven. Uh, and then, let's see, what did we got last? Oh, yeah. The last two seasons, in prep this whole thing, the entire time we saw Cersei, Varys, and even Jon tell her, like, she's been wanting, like, why don't I just go over there and burn up the castle real quick? They're like, no, 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 we're going to go to King's Landing, and then we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Yeah. All these strategic things. She's just like, why don't I just fly in, and I, you know, we can take care of this. Yeah. And so... Uh, there's been a lot of moments throughout the show where we saw she's been evil. Is there any other moments you can think of where just like, not evil. Hold on. I don't want, I don't want to leave that. <laughs> where she has shown Mad Queen temperament. There we go. Um, gosh, I'm trying to like think back through all the seasons. But it, I mean, now that we have been, or you pointed out a couple of different scenes of her, just like that switch yeah. in her. I like the way you and put that. Like, that makes a lot of sense. It's just like, oh, wow, like, I would have never thought that that would be, like, a mad king move. I yeah. would, it, it would, at the moment, it seems just like, oh, this is just. Like, this is yeah, this is what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that moment on the dragon where you just see, you hear the bells ringing, and you just uh, see her yeah. look at the castle, and it's just like, nope, I'm mad, and this is it. I, I, I'm telling you guys, it was... It, the way it affects you, mm-hmm. I can't think of television doing that in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I'm writing notes. I just had to put down the pen and just like absorb it again. Because mm-hmm. TV, everybody's so upset about this. But think about how upset you are. Mm-hmm. This is a TV show that's got so you this invested in it. I'm it's trying to think of another movie that had such an emotional impact. But 
I can't. I, I can't. Endgame. I mean, Endgame got me good. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like, the night that this happened, I was, because I, I know I have to do the podcast. You know, we have to talk about the podcast. Yeah. So that night, I mean, it took me a while to go to sleep because I'm sitting there thinking, like, was it good that they did this? Was it bad that they did yeah, this? Wayne. And then I'm sitting there thinking, and then I went, you know, because I'm, I'm on Twitter venting a little bit, you know. <laughs> I like, because I'm always, again, optimistic. I'm like, guys, you got to think about it, you know, da, da, da. And I, I realized to myself, like, if I'm thinking this much about the show, then damn, what a good show. Right. Right. Good or bad, I'm investing my thought to this so much. Yeah. And that's I, good. And, and I always uh, think that with independent actors and their individual moments and stuff like that, like, if that inspired genuine emotional responses in me, then that was amazing acting. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or writing. So... Overall, I mean, this was a hugely emotional episode. This entire series was an emotional roller coaster. So, yeah. I mean, for days afterwards, people are still baffled by it. Yeah. You know, don't you guys wish we were talking about Starbucks cups right now? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. try, chai tea latte, right? Yeah. That was a fun week, and now we're all like, oh. <laughs> and I'm sure next week is going to be even worse, because we're going to finally get the fun out. <sighs> I'm an emotional eater, so. Uh... <laughs> we need more of those Oreos. <laughs> I know. Yes. We'll have an Oreo behind, or next to each of us. I know. We finally, we're able to get a hold of the Oreos that have all the different houses. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh, I don't want this cookie. I don't, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> eat I a Star eat cookie. cookie. <laughs> I'm like a maze star. I serve every house. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. You know the Lannister Even cookies the after Jamie. I don't. Somewhere. I don't want the Night King cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have noticed that I don't have enough Starks in mind, so I might have to write Oreo like, "Look, you owe me a free box or bag or whatever." Right. <laughs> Needless to say, Susie's pickiness means I'm eating a lot of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and you, we walked right by it in the store. Jonathan didn't have to say anything. I just grabbed two and put it in the cart. <laughs> I can't believe you guys found them. I've been looking for them. I can't find them anywhere. And so. Which one did you guys find it at? Uh, the Walmart. Yeah. The gold one, really? Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't in the cookie aisle. It was like in the... End cap. Yeah. Oh, okay. I keep going to the Oreo like section because I don't know how this happened, but overnight Oreo has 15 different flavors. <laughs> right? That snuck up on Birthday me. Birthday cake right there. <laughs> I'm seeing carrot cake. I've noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I keep looking over there. And I'm, and I've seen online. It's the black. So I'm like, okay, it'll be easy to spot when I do see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. It was, and it was so random. It wasn't like displayed or anything. It was like on this side. There wasn't, there wasn't that many. Yeah. I just happened to, to you know, because you walk by, you look at yeah. checking everything out and it's like... <laughs> Jonathan we have to get these yeah that was a good call I appreciate you guys bringing them over too that's awesome okay so next week we're actually gonna avoid we're not gonna do our like regular Geek Freaks episode mm-hmm. because yeah. it's the finale oh yeah so we're gonna do a good size one or we'll record it a couple days later on because I guess we're, we're gonna need a lot of notes oh yeah we all um, yeah don't have to watch it a few times we're going to bring Joshua on, who did the, the Avengers. I think he did a pretty good job doing the Avengers re- Ooh, uh, okay. review. So he's going to be on for that, too. Cool. And uh, it's funny because... So you guys remember how far away Avengers Endgame was? Yeah. He had not seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. He's up to season five now. Is that like three oh, weeks ago? Oh, goodness. He's going to binge the rest of the season before <sighs> and watch the finale live. <laughs> That's his goal. And I thought nuts... And I'll, that's I'll pretty watch smart, him though. Do it. It's unreal. Yeah, I feel so. bad for his emotional state. <laughs> oh wow! Man. Yeah, he just went through red wedding. Yeah, I and then right? in a couple of days we'll go through Daenerys change. Like <sighs> we're gonna have to have some like Xanax form or something right. like that. We definitely need some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, so the next episode will be a big monster one, and then we'll kind of talk about what we think of the the prequels coming out and stuff like that. So we'll yeah. go over to spinoffs oh, stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. How what, think of some other uh, ideas for spinoff suggestions? Oh, I like that idea. That's a good idea. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for being with us as we kind of talk through our emotions. <laughs> that was a great episode. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.